Man, we gotta start using Apple Cash. Okay, why? It's so easy and convenient. Apple Cash lives in messages. All right. So I can pay you in the convos we're already having. Not forget a payment or have money sitting somewhere just collecting dust. Oh, that is nice. And then you can use that cash right away and buy stuff like at a store with Apple Pay. I don't have to do all that bank transfer stuff. Nope. It's just right there. Easy, convenient, and secure. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? See how easy that was? Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy Collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra, in on-trend hues like green and citron and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Spectrum Internet has enough speed to handle all your needs, so you can work, game, and stream with speeds up to a gig. Plus, Spectrum's advanced Wi-Fi provides enhanced security for all your connected devices. Get Spectrum Internet with fast and reliable speeds, starting at just $29.99 a month with a two-year price guarantee. Visit spectrum.com slash internet for you for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Restrictions apply. Dearest listener, allow me to unveil a delightful secret. Snag Tights Craft Clothing that embraces every body shape. In a bold endeavor to revolutionize the fashion realm, Snag has triumphed. Permit me to draw your attention to the ingenious Chub Rub Shorts, crafted with moisture-wicking yarn, promising to keep you at least one degree cooler and utterly free from the discomfort of chafing. Free shipping on select orders. Thus, the more you snag, the more you save. Do not delay. Dear listener, experience the fashion revolution that is snag and visit snagtights.us today. Welcome to Criminalia, a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to the third season of Criminalia. This season we're exploring the lives and motivations of some of the most notorious imposters throughout history. I'm Maria Tremarki. And I'm Holly Fry. This episode's imposter is regarded by many as one of America's most infamous in the field. But he started out innocent, as we all do, as Frederick Emerson Peters. Fred, as he was known, was born on September 28, 1885, in West Salem, which is a town about an hour outside of Cleveland, Ohio. There really isn't all that much information about Fred's childhood, but we do know he was born into a middle-ish class family. And we also know that West Salem is a very, very small town. In fact, it is so small that in 1900, there were 656 people. And Frederick ran away at the age of 16. As an adult, Fred was 5'8". He weighed about 160 pounds. He had bluish gray eyes. 
He usually wore tortoiseshell glasses. His hair, light brown, sometimes even described as blonde, thinning a little bit on top. This might sound to you like there is nothing physically remarkable about him. And that is true. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't have a face that you'd remember. And that's a fact about himself that he actually used to his advantage as an imposter. This average-looking man who was known to dress conservatively and act pretty conservatively. And he was also a really intelligent conversationalist. He was often even described as suave. And even the people he swindled seemed to always have nice things to say about him or note how pleasant their interaction with him had been. Fred began his criminal career around 1902, which was when he was about 17 years old. He started running check overpayment scams, which was a pretty decent source of income for him, especially at 17. And you'll see as his story unfolds here that he continued to do it throughout his life. So here's how his scam worked. Fred never cashed a check in a bank. He only cashed checks in stores. He wrote a fraudulent check for his purchase, and he wrote the check amount for just a small percentage or a few dollars above the purchase price. So, for instance, he would write a check for $55 when an item he was buying was selling for $50. The store owner would give him $5 in change, and Fred would keep the change. (laughs) He'd also disappear before the store or the bank caught on. So if giving change like this sounds like a strange financial practice, rest assured, it was a pretty common thing for people to do for a very long time and was used as a completely non-nefarious way to get money from your checking account without having to go to a bank. I did this plenty of times. It's that recent, right? When I was in my 20s. Mm -hmm. Did you? Very easy to do. Yeah. I remember it when I was a kid, my mom would do this. Yeah, there was also even a time where you could like, Back in the time of paper checks. (laughs) This was paper checks, yes. (laughs) You could sign over your paycheck to like a grocery store and buy whatever you were buying. And then they would give you the remaining amount, which was often, you know, way more than what you were purchasing. This was not uncommon. So if it sounds weird to any of our listeners, please know this was not something he had to coerce people into doing. (laughs) Right. And it went up through the 20th century as well. Yeah, well into. We're talking into the 90s. So It really, if you look at it on the timeline, wasn't until fairly recently that it became standard for store owners to verify a check writer's ID. I will use another personal anecdote. I was working in retail in the mid-90s, and I remember in a very big and well-known department store, and there being like staff meetings about, do we really need to take ID information down when we're getting a check? Oh. So like recent enough, in Fred's time, it would have been very much a non-issue. It is, of course, even way easier now, a hundred years later from when Fred was doing his work with today's technology to verify someone right on the spot. Mm -hmm. But in the scam version, writing checks for overages is change. It's also commonly done using checks from accounts that actually don't exist, like false printed checks, (laughs) or even accounts that just lack the funds to cover the amount promised. So that is what Fred was doing. And we have seen versions of, of that particular scam previously on this season. As for Fred, he was not only a scammer, he was also a talker. He was well-versed on a wide range of topics, and he had an uncanny knowledge about many trades, many professions, educational institutions, and benevolent foundations. And he was known to fall into discussions with his victims about, well, pretty, pretty much any topic they wanted to talk about while they cashed his checks. 
He seems to have made his theft so sociable and enjoyable as possible for the people that he was stealing from. And his love for financial fraud may have been matched by his love of impersonation. So Fred would write fraudulent checks, faking his identity each time, which is kind of a big part of this type of scam. If you're writing a bad check as yourself, people will find you. Exactly. But if you're writing it as someone else, way easier. (laughs) Fred almost always, though, wanted to pretend to be someone famous or powerful or important. He would write his check and sign it as someone else, such as Theodore Roosevelt II. For real, he impersonated the former president's son in this scam. During that particular fraud, he bought, as a Roosevelt, a set of rare books, giving in payment a forged certified check. Of course, written out for more than the purchase price. You can just give me that money back. It'll be fine. I'll keep the change. (laughs) Whether it helped him in his crime career or it didn't, it certainly appears to have helped, though. Fred legitimately seems to have been an affable, well-liked man. His victims never said anything bad about him, but they always kind of struggled to describe his physical appearance or what his face looked like. People may not have remembered that face, but they did remember his manner. And I thought this was really great. Some of his victims actually remembered that he tipped well. He was talented at getting his victims to like him and then basically forget anything specific about him as soon as he left. He was a doctor. He was a diplomat. He was a minister. And he pretended to be two different Roosevelts. It was believed that Fred had impersonated at least 132 well-known public figures. And that's not even close to how many people he pretended to be over the years. Those are just the the well-known ones. <laughs> right. I think this actually might be in his like first couple years of him <laughs> of doing this. He was often referred to as, quote, a man with a hundred faces. Fred, as we said, used aliases, many, many aliases both famous and sometimes not-so-famous identities. He impersonated famous and powerful men, including American novelist Booth Tarkington and American forester and politician Gifford Pinchot II. And he did also use fake identities or identities of non-famous people, including these aliases. Dr. Ernest D. Baker, Frederick V. Chase, Dr. A.B. Davis, Philip Fleming, Dean Hansen, Robert U. Johnson, Fred C. Pillsbury, and Richard E. Wainwright. And we mentioned two Roosevelts a moment ago, and in addition to Theodore Roosevelt II, he was said to have once impersonated none other than Franklin Delano Roosevelt, once again in a rare book scam. Fred is kind of amazing when it comes to who he impersonates. But we're going to take a pause and think about just how brazen that was. And while we do, we'll take a break for a word from our sponsor. Hey, everybody, it's Holly. Listen, I've been doing stuff on stage since I was a kid, which means that I have been doing my makeup since I was a kid. And I can turn out a look when I need to, but on my day to day, I really like to keep it a little more relaxed and low key. I don't have time for a full face most of the time. But that also means that Thrive Cosmetics can have me covered no matter what I'm doing, whether I'm doing something on stage, like I have an appearance or a live show, or I'm just running to the grocery store, something in their line is perfect. And what I really love and what's important to me is that they are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free. And to me, cruelty-free is very important in the cosmetics I use. I mentioned that I've been doing my makeup for a long time. I've gotten older (laughs) in that time. And one of the things that I've done to refresh my look 
is switch over to their brilliant eye brighteners and use something like a rose gold shade to really like go all around my eye and then just blend it out and get a daytime smoky look. It makes me look a little more youthful and more refreshed. And it's just easy as pie. And it means that I don't have to mess with a whole ton of products. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash criminalia. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash criminalia for 10% off your first order. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Your home should be your haven, and everyone wants to feel safe at home. If you travel a lot, it's really important that your home is secure when you're gone and that your pets are also safe. Simply Safe is advanced home security that puts you first. Simply Safe sent me a home security package, and I was really blown away by all the cameras and the quality of them. When I travel, I could check in on my cats anytime, day or night, and I sleep better knowing that once our alarm is set at night, I know that I'll be alerted if anyone tries to enter the house. Simply Safe has been named in U.S. News and World Report's best home security systems for five years running. It's also been ranked best customer service in home security by Newsweek. By partnering with Simply Safe, I've finally gotten real peace of mind, and I want you to have it too. Get an exclusive 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com/criminalia. That's simplysafe s i m p l i s a f e dot com slash criminalia. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those, too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the Sunsets on summer savings. Dearest listener, in a world where fashion oft neglects the true diversity of the human form, Snag emerges as the beacon of inclusivity we so desperately need. Renowned for their exquisite tights, Snag has triumphantly expanded its offerings to include garments that embrace everybody. Snag's creations are meticulously designed on a lifelike figures and refined across a spectrum of shapes before gracing our wardrobes. Clothing that not only promises, but delivers true comfort and fit, particularly 
Surely of note are the Chub Rub Shorts, ingeniously crafted with a moisture-wicking yarn to ensure you remain at least one degree cooler and entirely free from the dreaded chafing. Perfect for every season. These shorts can be discreetly worn under your clothes, offering a delightful alternative to traditional cycling shorts. Whether you are at the gym, hiking, or simply enjoying a day in a skirt or dress, they are your ideal companion. Remember, dear listener, the more you snag, the more you save. With free shipping on select orders, don't delay in experiencing the fashion revolution that is snag at snagtights.us. Welcome back to Criminalia. Okay, let's talk about how Fred became a bad boy of the McNeil Federal Prison. We mentioned before the break just how bold Fred could sometimes be in his claims. And you've probably been thinking that surely that kind of boldness would draw unwanted attention. And you're right, it did. Fred was arrested and incarcerated many times for his fraudulent activities. <laughs> Once, according to his story, which has only become more and more legendary over the decades, so take it with a grain of salt, he was in prison for as long as 10 years in the 1910s. Today, in comparison, the severity of punishment for Fred's check-writing crimes would depend on state laws. So let's say, theoretically, that you passed bogus checks in New York over the past weekend. We hope you did not. Please don't do that. Yeah, please do not. (laughs) There, you would face up to three months in jail and a fine based on the value of the check. In Texas, on the other hand, writing a bad check is considered a felony, and that could put you in a state jail for up to two years. So things vary, but it would be pretty difficult to get 10 years for bad checks in 2021. And it felt to me actually like 10 years even then was a really long time for this, but I may be speaking on a turn for that. Yeah. And also, you know, it's Fred. He's a talker. Come on. He knows all the prison guards. He's going to get himself out. (laughs) While Fred was arrested and found guilty again in 1924, he served his sentence at the McNeil Federal Prison at McNeil Island in Washington State. McNeil closed in 2011, but it was a federal prison on a small remote island. And if that sounds familiar, yes, it was like Alcatraz. It was about three miles across Puget Sound to the closest town. And while there, Fred was known as one of the bad boys of McNeil Island. The bad boys were a group of men who carried a certain level of fame inside and outside the prison. They weren't necessarily incarcerated at the same time. This was kind of a grouping based on reputation. So the bad boys were Mickey Cohen, called by Time magazine, quote, the undisputed boss of Los Angeles gangdom. Former Teamsters Union president Dave Beck. Alvin Karpis, named public enemy number one and wanted by the FBI from 1934 to 1936. Well-known criminal Charles Manson, leader of the Manson family cult. Roy Gardner, who was a train robber who notably escaped the prison three times. Robert Stroud, a murderer, better known as the Birdman of Alcatraz. And our imposter, Frank Emerson Peters. It may seem odd that affable, well-spoken Fred was ever grouped together with what would seem like much more hardened criminals just on the basis of check fraud. Yet there he was, a bad boy. At McNeil, he made use of his time there, not really as a bad boy, but to gain experience and develop some real journalistic skills. 
He was the editor of the McNeil Island Prison newspaper, which was a publication called The Island Lantern. While he ran the paper, he took it from a mimeographed throwaway rag, basically, to a proper newspaper that was ranked number one among prison papers in the U.S., uh, a thing you may or may not have known to have existed, which I personally did not. Uh, after Fred was released, the newspaper fell back into its previous version, unfortunately, and became again a mimeographed tabloid. Yeah, I had no idea that there were, one, prison papers, two, a ranking of prison papers on quality. Exactly. <laughs> Fred also made use of his time in the prison library, where he studied and planned for his future. His future scams, that is. <laughs> While planning for his life after incarceration, he realized that he had acquired some skills that might give him an advantage in the business of rare books and museum pieces. Hold on to that particular piece of information, because we actually jumped ahead a little bit. Let's get Fred out of prison first, and then we'll talk about what he did with that knowledge. Yes, let's. So, Fred was strategic during his time on McNeil Island, and not just expanding his knowledge base and skill set, he became the warden's chauffeur, and in that role gained enough trust to take the car unchaperoned sometimes. In one story told amongst inmates, Fred actually didn't even live among the other prisoners. Rather, he was housed in a small shack on the grounds, possibly with another prisoner, and they were both free to come and go. When Fred left McNeil Island, his departure became part of his growing legend. It doesn't even matter who started it, whether that was the other inmates <laughs> or Fred himself. But it goes like this. It was said that the prison warden, a man named Finch Archer, presented Fred with a going-away watch as he left the grounds. Presumably for all of that chauffeuring. Right. The warden presenting Fred with a watch seems like it's a lot more of a tall tale than anything that was likely to have actually happened. There is, though, a superstition bouncing around out there about how giving or receiving a watch is considered bad luck. So that may have been part of how this legend was born. Yes. With or without a new watch, we do know that upon his release, Fred headed to downtown Seattle, where he immediately went on a shopping spree, billing everything to prison warden Finch Archer. So there might be a little bit of truth to that superstition. Right. Fred's out now. And when he gets out... He went back to work, meaning the work of impersonation and fraud. Fresh out of prison, Fred pretended to be an antiques expert named R.A. Coleman of the American Peace Society. And by the way, R.A. Coleman is actually not a real person, but just wanted to mention that. <laughs> so here's where those aforementioned skills come in. Posing as Coleman, he visited antique shops claiming he was purchasing items from museum collections. But there was one odd thing. He was never very interested in the items he was purchasing, just the payout from the check overage. Often he would leave the item behind, too, asking the store clerk to have the piece delivered to a usually fictitious address. He always paid with a check and always rounded up the amounts. Um, and he also bought books for universities this very same way. Again, air quotes. He bought books for universities. <laughs> he, he, feigned, he feigned to buy books for universities anyway. Um, he wrote the check. Come on. I mean, he wrote the check. <laughs> in 1937, Fred was arrested again and convicted in federal court for this time misrepresenting himself as a Dr. R.B. Baker of the U.S. Army stationed in Washington, D.C., and for fleecing $25 from an unsuspecting victim. 
The prosecutor in the case noted that his charm gave him the easy getaway of a short con so that he could just vanish immediately. Quote, he was so successful that he never had to make a second visit to his victims. They parted with their money on the first visit. And apparently usually happily so, too. <laughs> Thinking, what a lovely man. Was, I'm so glad I met him. <laughs> so with that, we're going to take a break for a word from our sponsor. And during that, we'll be busy billing everything to Finch Archer while we're away. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those, too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings. This Father's Day, shop at the Home Depot to find the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. He's the weed-fighting, hedge-trimming, leaf-blowing lord of the lawn. He sees the job, and he gets it done. Because your dad is a doer. So show him you appreciate everything he does with the tools he needs to power up his landscaping game. This Father's Day, give him the convenience and gas-like power of innovative and durable Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything Dad does, everything he is, and everything he can be, find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. Dearest listener, in a world where fashion oft neglects the true diversity of the human form, Snag emerges as the beacon of inclusivity we so desperately need, renowned for their exquisite tights. Snag has triumphantly expanded its offerings to include garments that embrace everybody. Snag's creations are meticulously designed on a lifelike figures and refined across a spectrum of shapes before gracing our wardrobes, clothing that not only promises but delivers true comfort and fit, particularly 
of note are the Chub Rub Shorts, ingeniously crafted with a moisture-wicking yarn to ensure you remain at least one degree cooler and entirely free from the dreaded chafing. Perfect for every season. These shorts can be discreetly worn under your clothes, offering a delightful alternative to traditional cycling shorts. Whether you are at the gym, hiking, or simply enjoying a day in a skirt or dress, they are your ideal companion. Remember, dear listener, the more you snag, the more you save. With free shipping on select orders. Don't delay in experiencing the fashion revolution that is snag at snagtights.us. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome back to Criminalia. What is an imposter doing on the FBI's 10 most wanted fugitives list? We're going to find out. At this point, Fred was starting to become well-known for being a fraudster. And because of that, his career was becoming more difficult, as you can imagine. Many of his victims, realizing they had been taken by him, actually kept the bad checks as souvenirs. He was getting, he was getting that popular. Or in the case of Theodore Roosevelt II, some people didn't pursue the crime because for whatever their reasons, they didn't really want to draw attention to it. Fred was traced to San Francisco, Tampa, and Louisville. He was suspected, in fact, to have operated in almost every city in the United States. And at one point, he was wanted on warrants issued in Birmingham, Chicago, and Philadelphia. You know, sometimes Fred did actually work a regular job, although he did use fake credentials to get those jobs. He had real experience as an advertising agent, a book salesman, and he'd worked as a master printer previously. He also had quite a bit of journalism experience from his time editing the prison newspaper as well. But after he was released from prison for that little problem of misrepresenting himself as Dr. R.B. Baker, Fred kind of disappeared. And he didn't resurface until 1952. And that is when the FBI arrested him. Right. So let's talk about the FBI for just a second. So on March 14th, 1950, the FBI under Director J. Edgar Hoover began maintaining a public list of criminals it regarded as its 10 most wanted fugitives. The inspiration for the list came not from within the Bureau, actually, but rather from a reporter for the International News Service, which that's since become United Press International or UPI. The reporter asked for the names and descriptions of the, quote, toughest guys, unquote, uh, they were trying to capture. And the resulting most wanted list was so popular among both agents and civilians that Hoover implemented the 10 most wanted fugitives program. When Fred was added to the list, which they called their blacklist at the time, it was as a replacement for James Holden, a triple murderer who had been caught and thus removed from the list. 
A wanted person can only be removed from the list if one of these three things becomes true. One, they're captured, like Holden. Two, the case against them is dismissed in a federal court. Or third, they can be removed if they no longer fit the 10 most wanted fugitives criteria, which usually means that they are no longer considered to be a, quote, particularly dangerous menace to society. Still not a particularly great definition of the criteria, but, you know, particularly dangerous. You might be. I know you. Sure. I mean, I imagine they would also fall off if they just, you know, died. Right. Or like Fred disappeared for like 20 years. Like, what are you going to do there? (laughs) But yeah, it had only been going for like two years when they added Fred to it, which was pretty amazing. So FBI stated about Fred that, quote, he had been a leech on society for nearly half a century. He is one of the oldest and boldest bad check passers ever to operate in the United States. Perhaps the real beef, though, was that he was, uh, according to several newspapers at the time who reported on it, quote, the only American criminal who can boast that he once successfully impersonated late President FDR. Yeah, I suspect that was their real itch with him. I think so, too. Yeah. Bad checks doesn't seem to be the purpose here. (laughs) Triple murder or bad check writer. I mean, there's there's got to be some hierarchy there. Right. Mickey Cohen's like, what puts you in the bad boys? And Fred's like writing bad checks. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Not the same level. In the 1950s, the 10 most wanted fugitives list was primarily made up of bank robbers, burglars, and car thieves. Fred was wanted by the FBI for his bogus check cashing career, and he was the very first impersonator wanted by the Bureau. A write-up in the Lansing State Journal from July 7, 1951 reported, quote, the FBI grudgingly admits that Frederick Emerson Peters has earned an imperishable place in the sordid annals of crime as a con man who enjoys fabulous success between his not infrequent interludes behind bars. His not infrequent interludes. Sorry, that's what made me laugh. (laughs) Okay, so Fred resurfaces in 1952, and he's arrested in the lobby of a Washington, D.C. hotel after one, possibly two, FBI agents recognized him as a most wanted fugitive. When asked why he kept returning to crime, Fred gave what seems to be a a pretty common answer, actually, at least among those criminals we've talked about so far this season, that he could resist anything except temptation. There is a compulsion element in the mix that comes up repeatedly. The FBI described Fred as, quote, utterly unscrupulous and ruthless. A prosecutor involved with one of his trials called him, quote, the most extraordinary impersonator in the history of the United States. And Paul W. Keeve, who wrote a history of McNeil Island, called Fred, quote, one of the most competent swindlers who had ever charmed the rich and naive to their loss and his profit. But even as the FBI decried him for his ruthlessness, articles about his exploits through the years continued to paint a picture of a man who was something of a delight, while also acknowledging him as a criminal. An article in the Chattanooga Daily Times that appeared in February of 1952 details his afternoon with the Junior League. And this is a story that had taken place about 30 years prior, 20 to 30 years prior. Fred's arrival into the local Junior League shop is written almost as you would write a romantic lead in a film. And we have a few sentences that you you need to hear. Uh, And we quote, Business was very dull. Then, like a breeze into the shop, came a handsome, blonde gentleman, dapper and suave. 
He always liked to take gifts back to the girls in his New York office, he said, so he always sought the junior league shops because their things were different. Keeping up a rapid-fire monologue full of humor and charm, he picked out the most expensive handkerchiefs, beaded bags, and such trifles. The keeper of the shop was agog at such buying. In that particular ruse, Fred claimed to be an agent of the Metropolitan Opera, which he chose because the opera was slated to be in Chattanooga a few weeks later. He paid with a certified, air quotes on that, Metropolitan (laughs) Opera Company check. He selected about half of the merchandise to take with him, promising to send for the rest, and then he took $8 change. Then he left. All sounds very familiar. Even in this account, when everyone involved knows the whole story, right? They're telling this story 30 years after the fact. He's been apprehended by the FBI, but he still comes off looking pretty good. Right? They're so kind about how they talk about him. It's easy to see how people would be taken in by him and how he could have easily repeated this crime hundreds of times without anyone really thinking twice about whether or not he was the gentleman he appeared to be. So just a few years later, on July 25th, 1959, Fred died from either a cerebral hemorrhage or a heart attack. The details vary on his cause of death. At a hotel in New Haven, Connecticut, when he was found, he had five checks in his pockets, of course, each written in different names. Oh, Fred. So that's our Fred. So if you were going to serve Fred a mocktail as one of the bad boys, <laughs> what would you uh, what would you bring him in prison? Well, first of all, I'm calling this dapper and suave. Oh, yeah. Well, suave is appropriate. Apparently, he got called out. Because time. I loved that phrase in that write-up about him swindling the junior league. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> And I, I feel like, too, I mean, it speaks to the level of fame he had acquired because even when he died... That same paper ran another thing. It was like, remember, he stole from our junior league. And like they that was their like local story about this famous person that had come to their shop. There were all these little newspaper articles that popped up with his death and everybody had something good to say about him, even if it was, you know, he ravaged our town with checks. Like, (laughs) yes, we we enjoyed his time here immensely. (laughs) Right. He tipped well. (laughs) So thinking about. Dapper and suave Fred. I was trying to think about uh, dapper and suave libations. And of course, it's a little cliche, but when I think of those words and I think of something you would drink, I think of Earl Grey tea. So that's where this one starts, but it's going to go some places. So you're going <laughs> to start for the mocktail, dapper and suave. You're going to take three ounces of Earl Grey tea. You're going to want to chill it. So brew it and then. I put mine in a cocktail shaker with ice to cool it off really quickly. But if you have time, stick it in the fridge. Uh, Three ounces of Earl Grey, one ounce of orange syrup, three ounces of ginger beer, and then just a dash of bitters. I used Angostura. You could probably Mm -hmm. use anything else that you like to give it a different flavor profile. Give it a little stir. It's so yummy. And it feels like a cocktail. Like It definitely feels like a cocktail. Nice. For my alcohol drinkers in the crowd this one is a very fun sub out again i was trying to think of things that are dapper and fun (laughs) i'll just give it to you like it's its own recipe because the sub out there's a a halving of one of the other ingredients that might make it confusing so in this version you're going to do 1.5 ounces of the tea 1.5 ounces of irish whiskey 
one ounce of triple sec. You're subbing that in for the orange syrup. Mm -hmm. And then your three ounces of ginger beer and your dash of bitters. And that makes a very lovely cocktail indeed. That sounds great. It's dapper and suave is what it is. (laughs) It is dapper and suave. Do you have a dapper and suave glass suggestion for something like this? You know, I put it in a rocks glass. That's a rocks glass drink for sure. If you wanted to, you could even use one of those giant ice cubes and make it look real fancy. I have those. Yeah, they're great. They're great. The idea, right, you're talking about surface area and not over diluting. So because there's already tea in it, which uh, if you don't brew your tea very strongly... That will, you know, also impact its flavor and make it a little more watery and a softer flavor. If you like a good, strong brew, you'll get slightly different, still dapper and suave, but just a little more, a little more heft to the flavor. A little more suave than dapper. (laughs) (laughs) See, in my head, the cartoon that automatically like gets rendered in my head which happens when I'm doing things like this sometimes, is that Fred, the swindler that he is, takes someone out for drinks and he has the non-alcoholic version, (laughs) so he stays sharp while he plies his victim with the alcoholic version to dull their senses and make them not quite as aware that he is a weasel. And then he takes their wallet. (laughs) I'm making all of this up. This is completely fictitious in my head. It's all part of how I make a drink. This is all part of the legend of the drink, not part of the (laughs) legend of Fred. (laughs) But tell me that doesn't sound right. Well, yeah. (laughs) Fred is a very fun one because he's not violent. Mm -hmm. He's a thief, certainly, but nobody gets really hurt other than banks. It's a, a more enjoyable one than some of our others. So. Yeah, and I'm not saying this makes it any better but uh, for the banks, but it is his numbers are usually very small compared to some of the swindlers or fraudsters that we see. We don't see him robbing a bank for $10,000. Right. He's not destroying anyone in the process. Right. It's just very little piecemeal, which makes it even more interesting that the FBI thought he was like one of the most dangerous criminals there was. Um, he might take $5 from you. <laughs> He's making off with the checks. Get him. Right. Like, like. <laughs> when you add it all together, it's a lot. He was clearly making a living this way, but. Absolutely. But I bet he was great to talk to. <laughs> I would just give him 20 bucks to hang out with. We can make this so much easier. Uh, Fred. Right? You don't have to. St- but, but that doesn't make it easier for him because he wants to take it from you. <laughs> He's like, really? You got 100? I don't. Let me write you a check. We do have another imposter coming for you next week, but we are nearing the end of our imposter season and we'll have another season lined up right behind it. So do not fret. But in the meantime, thank you for spending this time with us and with Fred, our dapper and suave friend. And we'll meet you right back here next week for more Criminalia. Criminalia is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, please visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Dearest listener, allow me to unveil a delightful secret. Snag Tights Craft Clothing that embraces every body shape. In a bold endeavor to revolutionize the fashion realm, Snag has triumphed. Permit me to draw your attention to the ingenious Chub Rub Shorts, crafted with moisture-wicking yarn, promising to keep you at least one degree cooler and utterly free from the discomfort of chafing. Free shipping on select orders. Thus, the more you snag, the more you save. Do not delay 
today, dear listener. Experience the fashion revolution that is snag and visit snagtights.us today. Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those, too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And. Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.